about my Italy trip? Like, no. The fucking nightmare of my Italy trip. No. I got bitten by a dog, and that's like the least of it. Okay, yeah, you never explained that to me. No. You just randomly got bitten by a dog? Yes. That's the thing. Okay. It was an unprovoked right. attack. Attack. Unprovoked attack attack. No, it was it was attack. honestly an unprovoked attack because I know people are dumb around dogs and it's never the dog's fault really. In I mean, like I, I'm a staunch believer that we should defend dogs at all costs. And these dogs were shepherd dogs. I don't know what that's called. Sheep dogs. <laughs> and okay. uh, they thought I was a little sheep and so it like started nibbling me because I didn't, I mean, I, it was territorial and aggressive, but it wasn't like, it didn't try to kill me. Like, it wasn't like a, you know, James Bond dog who tried to mur eat me. But uh, but it bit me twice in my legs. Uh, and the owners were two Italian men who were like, oh, don't worry about it, you know, and then started throwing stones at them. And I'm like, oh, well, that explains why they're super aggressive and weird. I, I got like had to take one of those tetanus shots immediately and mm. uh, and uh, I'm now a little scarred for the rest of my life because Junie was with me so I was like I've never been mm. in full shock in my entire life but this time I was definitely something was like because I was I sat down and, and you know blood all over my leg I was holding Junie and I was like no listen I'm fine I'm cool uh, like don't worry about it guys like no no we're cool you know I started joking <laughs> and then someone eventually asked me he's like ellie are you are you okay and i'm like yeah yeah no i'm cool i'm cool uh, and then <laughs> panic oh, crying um but no that was like the least traumatic thing though that happened in italy because it just like these <laughs> it just never ended it just never ended but um but i was telling we were talking about traveling before we started recording and i'm like after this summer i'm like staying put in new york for the rest of Junie's until she's 18 and she can do whatever she wants <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna be true, that's true. but <laughs> but i understand where you're coming from yeah it was just the thing is i want to go back to italy and like i had pasta once like who goes <laughs> to italy and has pasta once like that's the biggest trauma of my italy trip uh first she yo. came for sweden <laughs> then norway Fuck italy. then england <laughs> Fuck italy <laughs> Dude, you will go back Thank to you Italy. Goodnight. Yes, I of yeah. course. I yeah, um, because it was the most. You have beautiful... to go to. You have to go to uh, Perugia, which is where Xavier's aunt and uncle live, and his cousin owns a bar there. They own like a bar wow. and a cafe, and Perugia is like this crazy small village town with like stairs through everything. It looks insane. Like it looks like a really crazy old village. But um, it's very quaint and it's really, really nice. And they do tours and stuff. And I'll hook you up and you'll go to the, the countryside in Italy. I will. I mean, the, the thing is, everything about Italy was great outside the, the dogs, rabid dogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was the Italian dogs yeah. that were the problem. Um, I, <laughs> I'd I like to see Ellie leave a Yelp review for Italy in general. And she's like, great country. <laughs> I, love the pasta. Hate the dog that bit me. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, that dog. Yeah, just that one. <laughs> but the thing is, um, so in in the U.S., you get rabies shots if you get bitten by any animal because, I mean, apparently that's the that's the standard, and that's what I thought was the standard. Yeah, that's for me. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, we called like the, a hospital, and they're like, "No, no, no! Listen, just 
just observe the dogs for 10 days and if they die then you're fucked but if not then you're fine you know and i'm like okay but 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 what about me i'm not actually that much bigger than a dog (laughs) and i'm scared yeah um but they told me apparently a rabies shot is like really like painful first of all but also like a pain Mm. in the ass and and uh they claim that italy is rabies free but you know but she's like i'm gonna text you if the dog dies i'll text you and i'm like (laughs) okay and oh my god (laughs) you know it was such a like yeah it was honestly it was it was uh it was pretty bad but um did get that text a couple of days ago though that the dogs are still alive so i'm not gonna die a painful awful death of anxiety have you guys read up on rabies it's like the worst way to go like of all the ways to go it's there's there's no cure for rabies like you can get a rabies shot which helps you but once you have rabies you die and you basically go insane rabies is the craziest thing because it's the closest thing we actually have to like becoming a zombie like irl you go insane your brain catches on fire you the one thing i love is you start to avoid water and you like won't drink water or take showers or like cross streams you become like afraid of water Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? The next time I have a depressive ed- episode, I'm going to be like, do I have rabies? Oh, dude. Literally every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. The symptoms for rabies is like, do you get anxiety? Then you might have rabies. And I'm like, of course I have yes. fucking anxiety. I got bitten by a dog <laughs> in a country that won't treat me. You know? <laughs> You're literally foaming at the mouth right now. Yeah. You want to call that lady yeah, back yeah. and check on that dog? <laughs> Oh man, but no, it's it's but like I think uh, World War Z was based off of like a, a mutation of rabies, like those zombies. Yeah. Uh, I think I think so. But that's why they were so aggressive. In that 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 I thought that movie was great actually. Like the World War Z. That movie was terrifying. Uh, zombie. Zombies run so fast. Exactly. They were like and also impossible to kill. Like, they were not, like, <laughs> dumb Walking Dead zombies that were, like, I liked, yeah, you can look at it and it will die. <laughs> I liked how hive mind they were and, like, kind of, like, ants. Like, they would crawl up over each other to, like, yeah. get to a thing. That was that movie, yeah. right? Where they would, like... Yeah, yeah. They would... They yeah, made they a wall. Were, they, 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 they sort of swarm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, uh, there's that great shot where Brad Pitt jumps to a helicopter and then it's like... Mm-hmm. 50, and they're, like... Yeah, they're coming after him in that shot. You know, yeah. I'm not a huge action movie gal, but I don't know. That one got me. That one, that one. <laughs> I, 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 I really enjoy that. Like, Thanks, Brad Pitt. Yeah. Fuck Italy, but you're okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Pitt means cock in Swedish. I'm not lying. Oh... So I'm well, like, we're finally back to staking blowjobs, ladies. <laughs> oh my god! It's it's it was time. It it was time to to bring this back into what the this podcast is really about. That old chestnut. That old chestnut. <laughs> the lack of penises <laughs> makes us talk about it all the time. Uh, uh, can we play some bass and please? Yes. <laughs> I'm scared. About that. Great job last week. Uh, we'll talk about points some other time because for this episode i have something special prepared you will find out what it is soon Uh-oh. but before we start you're in norway again you guys have just finished another tale it was a very cold one cold emotionally cold but also winter but you solved it 
you killed it, or like the people, of course, in the books solve it. Uh, however, Jane and Amber, of course, <laughs> you're just reading the story. You you have nothing to do with this. This is just a a, a coincidence that you're reading this in these books. Uh, Margaret, your Norwegian host, is looking at you as you finish this tale. Um, she looks excited um, because it, as she said, it's one of her favorites. So, what did you think about that one? Mm, I kind of felt like, I don't know, like, I don't really know what the cold is like much because mm, California and all. So, it's hard for me to, like, understand why, you know, somebody might be like, oh, I, like, totally want to go to this cold place. You know what I mean? Like, why were they even there at the inn? And also, like, that guy died, and that's, like, so sad. And that woman, like, didn't even love him. I just love an unrequited love story I have ever since I was little. And so I am sad, but in, like, a really great way. Wow. And I would, yeah. Margaret looks at the two of you when you say unrequited love, and it's like, hmm, interesting. What? Nothing, nothing. Anyway, I am getting quite tired, and it's getting dark. Are you staying the night? You're welcome to stay the night. I have guest rooms upstairs. Oh my god, we uh, really shouldn't impose upon you, but... But also, like, we planned on staying at that inn that's, like, totally not even open, and you found us, and it feels like, I don't know, like, thank you so much for taking us in and, like, showing us all these cool stories. Like, I would be honored if we stayed the night is this what they call huga well in denmark i think they would call it that yes <laughs> they would that's not the same thing nope oh god that was a really good try amber <laughs> yeah amber not Anne. good job amber, amber looking at amber <laughs> looking at her pocket dictionary being like yeah. hmm Hmm, let me just oh try my, to use yeah. some language. <laughs> yeah, she pulls out the pocket di dictionary. It's 100% Danish. Uh, and she's like, oh, now I get why nobody understood when we were asking for directions earlier. This is a common misconception. that, uh, But the, Dan the Danes, they, uh, they, we belong to the Danes for a long time. And now we don't. And we are very happy about that, I think. That's what we celebrate on the 17th of May every year. <laughs> wow, I am learning so much. Me yeah, too. I didn't even I didn't even know there were like two different countries. Oh. Well, we we we, we <laughs> didn't used to be, but then the big brother Sweden came in and <laughs> fucked with us. I think I don't, don't really remember the historical kings. Um, <laughs> A room sounds great. Yeah. Great. I'll show night, night. you. <laughs> night, night. I'll show you to your room, and you guys walk up the stairs. Um, she brings out a couple of pillows, some, 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 some comforters because it's getting cold. Um, and as you walk by the window, you can see the hill up where the uh, Moon Lake Inn is standing on. But then you notice something strange. One of the windows. There's a light in it. Did you... Did you turn on one of the lights up there when you were up there? Uh, no. The uh, lights, like, didn't even work, right? 
Yes, that's that's what I thought, but that's very strange. I think I need to go up there and see if if there's someone who who is perhaps lost. Um, how about you? Are you? Hmm? Did are you gonna go out there alone? Is that like safe and stuff? It's super late now. I know, but I I worry that there might be an intruder. Um, or someone who is like you lost. I need to. I am still the owner of that inn. Um, but I, I'm sure it will be fine. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. We're just being silly. Good night. Yeah. Close the door. Make yeah. Make sure she goes. She goes. Make sure if something happens, you run upstairs. I've heard that. Yeah, they can't. They can't run upstairs as fast as they can run downstairs. Wait, no. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm thinking oh, of a bear, bleh. Amber. Oh, I mean, so stupid. I'm thinking of a bear. You run downhill. Uh. Anyway, good night. Good night, ladies. I hope you sleep very well. And she gives you the pillows and the comforter, and you hear yeah. her walk down the stairs, close the door. Wait. Huh? Do you have a waffle maker for the morning? Don't you feel like we could have asked her that when she's here in the morning? I'm afraid, Amber. I'm afraid she's not gonna be here in the morning. I want to know where the waffle. I want to know where the waffle maker is in case something bad happens, so I can get it in the morning. Don't worry about it. We'll find whatever makers you have coffee, shut, waffle, or otherwise. Shut up, God, Amber. What is wrong? Let her you tell us. Up. Let's tell her where it is. Good. All right. Um, good night. Good luck. The door thuds close on our end at the top of the stairs. And you can hear her walking down the path up to the hill, but you, if you would look out, you can't yeah. see her, but you're still seeing the light in the house. She is gonna take like the, the lamp by the, on the bedside table and like put it in the window and just like run her hand in front of it twice and then see what happens. Anything? You get a signal back. <gasps> oh my God, there's totally fucking someone over there. Holy shit, holy shit. What, what, what? I did the, I did the, th the hand thing in front of the lamp. I don't even know what I'm doing, but a response. Somebody was, somebody flashed their light. Oh, it's probably her. She's, she can't teleport over there. Uh, the person with the light who's over. <gasps> we should not go. We should not go. And she's like already standing at the door. Let's she's like, go. We really shouldn't. Let's go. And I already have my jacket on. Come on. How about both of you roll a logic? Oh, wait, you can't. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that, Ellie. Amber think it's a great idea. Now when you'd really think about it to go and what over is there. What does Jane think? No, you think it's an even better idea. It was your idea oh. to begin with, oh. so you definitely yeah. think you should go there. We have to at least warn her that, like, we, we, what we saw. I mean, at the very least. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, and she just, like, throws the pillows <laughs> on the ground and bumbles out Jane, the door of Jane the room. Jane takes Amber's shoulders. Amber, it's up to <gasps> us now. Let's go. We'll be like all the people in the books and we'll totally save the day and we'll defuse any and all uh, problems with the supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned so she much. Goes, <laughs> I'm ready. So I've learned so much from these 
Swords, especially that second one. Man, short but really powerful learnings about not running headlong into danger. Right. And then she runs down the stairs. All right. The two of you find yourselves on the path up to the Moon Lake Inn. You follow the light, and it's getting closer and closer. You can't see Margaret. She seemed to either have gone in, or I don't know what happened to her. You would probably have to get closer to see if she's still there. Eventually you get to the front of the house where you came before. The door is still open. It's eerily quiet. What do you do? Should we call should we call out? Yeah, probably. Uh, um Margaret The light goes off. Margaret, are you okay? And she kind of like steps up to the door, like just her toes, the very line of the threshold. And she's just peering into the darkness of the house. So remember that time when I said that there were two doors? One to the uh -huh. left, and one to the right. And the one to the right was closed, but then you left, and it was all yeah. for some reason open. You peer into through that door. It's darkness. It's like thick darkness. If you you could would even describe it as like smoky darkness, but it's not smoke. But then you see something in there. Something is standing in there. It's like a figure in white, and you're not quite sure how you can see this this person. Um, hello, uh, uh, our friend came up here to see if you were lost. Are you, um, are you lost? And as you're looking at it, you can make out that it's a person with long hair standing with her back turned towards you. Does it look like Margaret? It does not. One last-ditch attempt for this to be totally normal. Mm. Nope. And this person, as you call out for it, slowly turns. Right before we were supposed to see the face of this figure, we just see Amber, whose frozen face of horror is just looking at this thing. But we can't see what it is that Amber sees yet. And we just zoom in on Amber's eyes as we're transported into a different universe. And Richmond, I want you to take it from here. You're in my stupid mind now, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> ah! Ah! The true horror. Guys, I am so ready to take you on your next Vassin mystery. Oh. Surprise, Surprise, everybody. See, see. All right. I'm so excited. So for I'm those so of you who are dumb, dumb listeners, um, and <laughs> will be GMing from now on, at least from now on, from, from, from for the rest of my life, no, <laughs> for the rest of, 
<laughs> I want I want to have like our our vast and like our Lost Mountain theme now in like a rock concert way like like because it's like the end way. <laughs> yeah, you need to fully distort the theme and like yeah. speed it up. Yep, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna see if we can. We'll see what I can do, but for now it's gonna be like. It's summertime, as we know. It's summer though in the UK because I, Ellie, I'm not afraid of the United Kingdom. Oh, brave. I'm ready to mess up every accent <laughs> uh, for your amusement. But here we find ourselves in Cornwall, the western coastal port uh, part of England. Uh, in fact, we find ourselves in St. Ives. A summer wind runs along a silver beach set against the cool light of a full moon. We see white foam roll up the sand. It's high tide, and two lovers, a man and a woman, giggle and frolic as they run along the water's edge. The woman takes off sprinting down the beach. Catch me if you can, Carl. <laughs> and the man follows. Gleeful yelps suddenly turn to shrieks of terror. The man turns a corner on the beach to find her sobbing before a flooded tide pool, red with blood. He sees the slumped form of a lifeless man covered in seeping puncture wounds. And summer has, of course, also come to Rose House. But Ellie, 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 we do not find ourselves there, no. We instead find our first investigator seated in a crowded theater in London's West End at a production of The Tempest. Irina, please describe who we see sitting in the third row in the periphery of these glowing footlights. Uh, yeah, you see a woman in her late 20s, dark brown hair with a lot of makeup and expensive clothing that would cover up an otherwise pretty plain looking face. Um, she's currently looking at the performers with very, very obvious indifference. She finds them to be melodramatic and boring. Uh, she looks at her pocket watch and she can't wait for it to be over. The show goes on, perhaps for you interminably, because it is not your cup of tea. Um, but once it ends and the applause falls, you turn to get out of your seat and look down the aisle and standing there is a brick wall of a woman with two cinnamon, cinnamon bun style braids uh, uh, in the back of her hair. And she is standing at the end of the aisle looking at you expectantly. Irina Olmur? Mm. Yes, what do you want? She nods curtly and motions. You to follow me. To come. Who, who is asking? Hawkins sent you from Rose House to show. Oh, of course. And at the mentioning of Rose House, it's like, she's like, oh, fuck. Because she's been drinking a little bit, so she... Mm -hmm. forgot immediately uh that she might have you know actually have a job um <laughs> and and uh, and so and then she's like oh, oh of course um but she wants to still make a scene in case anyone's eavesdropping that yeah. this person is bothering her mm -hmm. but as soon as she's out of earshot she goes into professional mode and 
almost stealthily follows this person, trying to blend in. Awesome. So as you go, um, you notice that uh, this woman just kind of understands where you are, and despite her, like, size, uh, is able to quickly navigate, you know, very fluidly through these these crowds and sort of disappear um, beneath notice of anyone, which is something you know you're also used to doing and understand. And the grand exterior and artifice of the theater falls away as Vlada opens up a small door next to the stage, uh, and you make your way through this labyrinthine lattice work of metal staircases and cramped hallways. Because as we know, uh, the front of the theater is for the rich, uh, but the real work goes on in just the wildest <laughs> spaces backstage. Uh, and you kind of swerve through all of these hallways. Uh, and finally, Vlada gets to uh, one of these hallways on a higher floor. Your legs are like burning from climbing stair after stair after stair to the top of the theater. And Vlada grunts, I help you wait. And she pushes past this figure that's now standing in front of you, in front of this door, and slides uh, into the room with purpose and sort of shuts it abruptly behind her. And Vanessa, as you're sort of shoved aside, by Vlada, you are nearly thrown back into Irina, um, and the two of you are left to regard each other in this narrow hallway. Watch yourself. Excuse me, apologies. Wait. I... Irina looks a little bit closer at Vanessa. Wait, where... Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought maybe you were some someone else. You look very familiar. I'm sure I would have known if I had met you before. Do you live here in Cornwall? <laughs> no. No, no. I'm I'm just visiting. I'm here on an errand. Um, do you live here? You are a nun. And then Irina, it's like she it dawns on her immediately, and her posture completely changes. And she says in in Romanian, Vanessa. Irina. So as you begin to recognize each other, we see time shift backwards. Maybe almost 15 years ago, we are in a Romanian abbey and the rosy fingered dawn has begun to reach her red fingers through your window. And the two of you in your teens, Irina, perhaps a few years younger than Vanessa, um, but both of you are living together here. Both of you are preparing to take the vows of a novice. And both of you share an adjoining room with the orphans' quarters. What do you think the two of you would be going about as far as chores or devotionals in these early hours? Mm. Uh, well, Irina is, was very studious and very, very pious, so she would probably... Um, me not knowing anything what nuns actually do during practice, but I'm like, she would study the Bible and uh, 
try to figure out how to meet Jesus. No, but uh, she would probably uh, probably read quietly. I think um, Vanessa was also studious, but like very much a daydreamer. And I think maybe Vanessa would be like reading and studying and then like grab a different book when it wasn't time to do like for pleasure reading. And she'd be reading like Mm -hmm. Some of like, you know, like the sexier Christian, like Song of Solomon, you know, like she's like reading the material that's it's OK to read. Like it's not banned, but it's just like, OK, that's yeah, not, we're not doing that today. Like we're doing, you know, yeah, the, the, the uh, not the Old Testament because that's Jewish. Uh, we're doing something else. But anyway. <laughs> Um, and I think maybe like every yeah. so often Irina would like spot her doing this and Vanessa would just be like. Irina looks up to Vanessa, even though she would never herself dare to to be reading something so scandalous <laughs> as Solomon. <laughs> and um, so she, but Vanessa walks over to, uh, sorry, Irina walks walks over to Vanessa and and uh, sits down and and doesn't want to disturb you until you're done with the reading, but clearly would like to. Say After something. a while, Vanessa, Vanessa. Puts yeah. the book down. <sighs> oh, Arina, yes. Sorry, I did not notice you. Vanessa, no, I, I, uh, I just wanted to say that I, uh, I, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but the, 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 it's such a, it's such a, it's such a warm spring for the year, and I, I had hoped that maybe we could go for a walk later. I don't know if, if that's something you would like to do. I, I just, it's. The, the season makes me so happy. But of course. Have you made your bed and shined your shoes and folded your skirts? So, so sorry, of course. I, I, uh, I will do that. I will do that Arena, right now. That is little joke. I, I, I wasn't sure if you would would joke you you you, but you are one of the funniest people I know here. So that's uh, what makes me happy to know that you are joking. That is very sad. You think I am the funniest one because Mother Helena is the funniest one. Do you see the way she walks? It is embarrassing. It is embarrassing, but she but has don't be sort don't of... be rude because she has the limp. So that is mean for you to say it's embarrassing. Oh, I sorry. No, I know it's not. It's not that. Arena, that no. is little joke. Come on. Yes, <laughs> you make me nervous all the time when you make these jokes, and I don't know if you're serious or if we're just being sarcastic. Two, which I've heard that two friends. <clears throat> you hear like uh, someone at the door. The door swings just slightly open, and you see uh, Mother Helena. Fuck. At the door, and she goes, uh, "Ladies, good morning." Mother Helena, good morning. Ma have have you checked on children, Irina? Yes, um, they are playing nicely right now. They have eaten and they have said their prayers, um, Holy Mary, which is the prayer that I told them to say. Ah, yes, one of my very favorites, Holy Mary. So. <laughs> Full of holes. Uh, no. She is <laughs> for sitting. She is the mother. Uh, no. <laughs> she is. She is the mother, right, of Jesus. Vanessa's laugh. Vanessa's... Well, she she just kind of cancer her head to this, and she goes, "Are you all right?" 
Sorry. Sorry, the, the, the spring weather is making me tips, uh, making me excited. Mother Helena, All we right. thought it would be so nice if Arina and I took a break from our reading studies to pick flowers for the dinner table to set tonight. The daffodils are in full bloom. Oh, that would be very nice to have uh, these flowers in the in the great hall for dinner. Uh, why don't you uh, make sure, uh, Irina, that the uh, children are uh, at their studies, and then uh, afterwards you may have my permission to go for a walk. Yes, indeed, I will do that right now. Um, Vanessa, I will see you later, and she... I don't know if nuns bow, but whatever she <laughs> would do at the exit, she does that and then hurries off. Yeah, so she, you sort of like slide by uh, Mother Helena and her her demeanor is one, it's like firm, uh, but like it was certainly maternal, um, certainly mm -hmm. maternal. And you two have lived here uh, for, for quite some time, really grown up. Um, for the most part in this place. And Helena uh, looks through the door at you, Vanessa, and she says, uh, she's coming along. You you do a good job getting her up to speed. Thank you, Mother Helena. It is, um, it is not hard. She's, she's good. We must all be uh, thankful for the blessings of our Lord, uh, for what he gives us, we, we must make ourselves uh, ready for uh, the challenges. And you always, always ready, no matter what you get into, she says, sort of her mood darkening a little bit. Um, and she closes the door uh, behind her. It's the latch kind of hits and it remains kind of open. The store is notorious for just blowing open in the wind. It's a very old building. So what are you doing in this room as you sort of get ready? I think Vanessa isn't hurt by what Mother Helena said, but like Vanessa is known for being odd. Like she was brought to the orphanage under or to the convent under odd circumstances as an orphan. And like some people treat her very kindly. Some people view her in like she is lesser and they shouldn't have taken her in and like she's a burden and Mother Helena is not that, but when people talk about her in a way that even hints at that, Vanessa gets a little bit more somber and less jokey. And I think she, for a minute, lays on her bed and then digs under her mattress and finds um, these three little, like, wooden lumps that she's been carving and trying to carve into, uh, like, mm -hmm. dolls, crosses, like, little play, yeah. play things. Um, and she'd been working on this doll that she wanted to give to Irina. Um, and it was supposed to look like her, but it doesn't look like her. It almost looks like mother, <laughs> mother Mary, which is kind of funny, yeah. but, uh, she like carves it a little bit and then accidentally cuts her finger. Um, and she's like, oh, ow. And she, as, yeah. Oh, sorry. No. As you cut your finger, a sort of unnatural breeze sweeps through the room and blows out the candles. Uh, Vanessa, like, quickly stands up, thinking someone has swung the door open again, and yeah. turns to the door. 
you turn to the door, you begin moving towards the door, the door slams shut in your face. She turns around again towards the window. Normally you would hear birds. It's early morning. The world is waking up, but there's something sort of dampened and quiet, unnatural quiet. There's a total lack of ambient noise. Sorry, dog's barking. Do I, a do I hear the dog barking? No, no, you don't hear the dog's barking. That's local. Uh, there's a total lack. There's a total lack of ambient noise. The only thing you can hear is the sound of your own breath and you kind of realize like you're not breathing. And now she's nervous. Now she feels really weird. Yeah. You hear outside cutting through this dampened silence, a blood curdling scream that echoes across the entire abbey and convent. Vanessa runs to the window. You don't really see the window faces like the outside. So you're just see the outside rather than the interior um, sort of, uh, I guess, courtyard of the abbey. Um, and you don't see anything out that way, but you hear outside the door running feet, just like a pair of running feet running by. She runs to the door and, and opens it, tries to open it. You try to open it. It seems locked. She starts, ba she thinks maybe there's like a fire or something. She starts yeah. banging on the door uh, and she says, Mother Helena, Mother Helena, the door is jammed. And right on the back of your ear, hot breath. Angel. Now, Irina, you also hear this scream, but there are no doors to bar your path. What do you do? Oh, I I'm running towards uh, towards uh, Vanessa's room um, as soon as I as soon as I hear it. But um, am I with orphans? Like so am I with young children? You um, have gone down to the great hall where you had said everybody had, has had breakfast. They're mm. playing. They're some of them are reading books or uh, rolling balls back and forth to each other on the ground. This scream is coming from the courtyard, which is right outside the door because the great okay. hall opens to the courtyard. Okay, um, uh, then I'll run through, run towards the courtyard. Okay, you burst through the door and as you do, uh, about three other sisters sort of um, stumble out towards this sound that was heard and they are gathering around this one central point uh, below a tall tower. Um, this tall tower is where uh, the orphans uh, and sort of the residents of the abbey sort of stay. And why don't you roll a vigilance test to see what oh you pick God. up? Vigilance, all right. Uh, that's going to be... I don't have much vigilance, all right. One success. One success. All right, so you uh, are able to see where they're looking on in horror, and your eyes catch it as you hear gasps on either side of you, sort of sidle in between these three sisters. There is a crumpled small form in the grass. No. But no, 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 no. You take this in and as you do Vanessa 
banging on this door is exhausting and it's like the moment you give up suddenly the door creaks open uh, all on its own she just needs to get out of there like she like rips yeah. you know through the door and yeah. runs just in the direction everyone's running as you slip through the door there's like a like an exhale of breath behind you that just sort of chases you out. Uh, maybe it was your own air escaping. You're just, you're not quite sure, but it's all very creepy. And you dash through rough hewn stone walls, down twisting staircases through the great hall. And you too are now out in the courtyard. The sisters are holding on to Arena as she sobs. God save no. her poor soul. Bless you, Mila. No. Now, Irina, what you have seen is the body of a young girl bent unnaturally from a fall from a great height. Wild red hair soaked with blood from the impact. Features streaks of white, something you've never seen before. But her blue, lifeless eyes seem to be making contact with yours. Now, in a flash, we are in Arena's mind. And somewhere between this white hot woe that is coursing through your body of this loss of this sweet girl, this sweet, innocent girl who felt like a sister to you, Arena, what are some of your fondest memories? Of Mila. Um, yeah, um, all she can think of is like this sweet little girl and how they would do mundane things such as braiding each other's hair. They would go out and pick blueberries in the late summers to make a blueberry pie. They would sing together, uh, but she would comfort her when she was sad. Um, she would calm her down when she had nightmares. And she would talk about God a lot of blessing and love of God and how um, that would make up for the absence of their own parents. Yeah. And between those things, you also see moments where uh, there's hushed voices in the hallway where uh, Mila has been sleepwalking and you've discovered her and turned her around towards bed where the nuns have asked you, you know, have you counted them in the beds? One is missing. Where all of these things sort of tether together with her descriptions um, in those sweet, kind, uh, comforting moments of her fears all come together and you feel not only the woe, but like you should have done something, you should have done more. Uh, it's also something happening in the back of Irina's head as she's realizing something profound within her and it's guilt and shame. This is my fault. I, I, I did this. Lord, have mercy on my soul. Vanessa is just so taken aback and confused. And now, like, Irina is saying, I did this. And Vanessa's like, how could Irina have done that? Like, Irina was with me. And she just, like, slowly walks up to Irina where she is being held by, you know, the mothers and tries to put her hand out to to grab Irina's hand. I need uh, I I did this. I 
no. And then she just starts screaming. Well, it's the pain and the loss of all these warm things mingling with, you know, the, the fact that you all here make your family after the profound loss of a sense of identity that you gave these children in your role here. Both of you have given your lives to giving them family and faith and comfort and stability. And this mm. terrible thing has happened and it sinks into every part of you, Arena. And not even a full month later, we find the two of you back in your room. Irina, you are packing your things hurriedly into a carpet bag, ready to leave it all behind. And Vanessa, you've come to make your final plea to get her to stay. Irina, I understand that you are hurt, but you have to talk to me and you, you can't, you can't just leave. I once believed that God would forgive everything, but there are certain things that not even He would forgive. You should not be here. You should not talk to me, and you should not be with me. I am corrupted. My mind Irina, is poisoned. It was not your fault. And uh, Irina, completely different from, from the young, happy girl that just a month earlier sits down next to you Vanessa and it's almost as if there's something that you're saying that's getting through to her Vanessa I I wish I could explain but I will leave this part of the world to make sure that my corruption my evil that I carry won't spread further I um, know that I always appreciated your friendship and your kindness, but with me here, I'm worried that this evil will spread and continue to the other sisters, and that must not happen. I am. Um, you deserve better. You're a good person. Know that. And please, should something ever seem to be tempting you to do things, then with all your power, please run the other way. Irina, you, you are my only friend. I trust me. Sometimes it's better to have no friends than to be my friend. And we return to the present. The two of you reunited in this now just incredibly small hallway for everything you're feeling. Irina is, is completely in shock and you can see tears running down her face, but it's almost as if she's catching herself being vulnerable for a moment, but then immediately puts back this mask, this this whatever person she is now, and she dries her tears and she's like, ugh. And in her weird German, Swedish, English, broken English accent, she snaps back and is like, 
Vanessa, uh, I'm sorry, I don't um, remember much of our old language. Um, how 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 are you? How, how have you I been? Am, I am doing well. How are you, Arena? You are in Cornwall. You don't live here. You're oh, in sorry, London, in by London. the way. <laughs> you're in London. Yeah, I was confused. You're, we're in London, you're... actually, because I was going to say <laughs> I... Rose House is not in Cornwall, but I don't know where I am. Um, oh, wow. You are... <laughs> Like and uh, I think uh, Vanessa also takes in Irina's clothing. Like, obviously, Irina is not a nun anymore, like, left the convent, left the practice. Um, she says, you look very pretty in your clothing. I'm, I, 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 uh, and Vanessa, like, truly doesn't know what to say. Um, you are at the show. I uh, yes, I uh, saw the tempest uh, at the that awful theater um, around the corner. But um, oh, I have yes. a very good friend who likes the theater. Oh, you do, really? Yeah, you may have seen her in the tempest. Ma- Mary Smite shares in the tempest. Oh, that's your that's your friend. <laughs> so you remember that she was playing uh, the spirit Ariel. Uh, in this production, mm, she was quite quite good, I will say. I will very say that you should. That is very scary, no? Mm, yes, perhaps. Perhaps she was scary. That that I I frankly I was quite bored out of my mind. Um, so as the as you say this, the door opens next to you, and Vlada beckons you into this rather bohemian-looking dressing room. There is a scent of, of Earl Grey tea and saffron cakes that binds you from a table uh, somewhere in the room uh, surrounded by stools and sitting in the creepy candlelight of the vanity. You see a rather austere and aged woman in, green, in a green silk rose, uh, robe whose eyes immediately light up upon seeing you. She throws her arms open dramatically and beckons you inside. Mary Smythe, everybody, uh, rises to greet you. Hell is empty. The devils are all here. Ha ha! Come in, come in. That is Mary Smythe, my friend. (laughs) Right. I figured, and... um... Irina walks over, um, offers her hand. You were quite impressive up there. I was quite taken by your performance. Oh, was I? Well, (laughs) pretty words will get you everywhere with me. But I have something far Mm. more sinister to impart to the two of you. Come in, come in. And as you sort of slide into the room, the door closes behind you and from the outside we the dread audience only witness the shadows of secretive feet moving across the floor illuminated by firelight and that is where we will end episode one. Oh! oh yeah you heard that right episode one ladies and Baby. gents we got more the other other sagas the other other <laughs> other sagas oh, oh ellie i God. love Irina, what a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>